welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today we're here with my very good friend, Shelly Alingas. And Shelly, thank you for taking the time and welcome to our podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's Absolutely. been a long time. <laughs> been too long. Been too long. You know, I, like we've been using like the last 30 minutes, like catching up before we started the podcast. And mm. and we have a lot to talk about. Nonetheless, you know, like it's it's so much going on in this crazy world right now. And, you know, it's, mm, yeah. it's and you like, you know, we're literally on the other side of the world from each other. All right. Uh, and here we are, you know, speaking with each other, you know, like no problem. The The, the, the beauty of technology. Yeah. Oh, thank God for technology. Right. I mean, like, imagine if, if that would be gone, we would be in a very bad situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but but I, I think, like, you know, for, for all the people that are listening in here today, I, I think, like, it would be great, Shelly. I mean, like, me and you, we know each other well, but the majority, you know, I think that are listening here would love to know a little bit about yourself, your background. So if you could just, you know, give a short intro, that would be amazing before we dive into the topic. Awesome. So again, I'm Shelly Alingas. Um, thanks for having me. Awesome. I currently live in Tokyo, but my hometown is San Diego, California. There so I'm go. a huge California girl. <laughs> I love it. Um, a little bit of background, you know, actually I started out my career uh, in the environmental field. I was a huge activist. Um, so worked with a lot of nonprofits, uh, mission-based nonprofits, anywhere from like volunteer management to grassroots organizing to digital marketing, um, which then kind of took me into a career of higher education. Yeah. And then that led to me doing this wonderful master's program called uh, the Sport Management Program at the University of San Francisco. There you go. And then eventually you met led some me. great people there you know like, i met some amazing people like, like, <laughs> One of them right here <laughs> we without you know mentioning any names but <laughs> had a lot of great memories um was challenged very hard and one of the big things that the sport management program teaches us is to 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 push ourselves and meet new people and network Absolutely. and build our network because that's very valuable and through that network, fortunately, is how I got my job at Twitter. Right. And led me here. And, and you worked a little bit for Twitter in California as well before you obviously mm -hmm. moved, moved to Tokyo. I'm going to talk a little bit about, about that too. But it, I, I, I kind of like want to hear a little bit of like how you, your journey into the sport industry sort of like began, right? It's sort of like, of course, like, uh, you know, you, you joined the program and everything. But like, well, what was it about like you're like, I wouldn't like how did how did it start and like why sports you know? Oh, that's good. I, I kind of going back into this story. <laughs> um, so as a kid growing up, I mean I love sports. I mean I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this are are have similar stories of growing up uh, and falling in love with a sport. And that right. sport for me was baseball. Um, and I get a lot of that influence from my dad. So my dad um, is originally from Japan, but then grew up in the Bay Area, yeah. and specifically Oakland. So he was a huge Oakland sports fan. Um, yeah. I, we never went a Sunday you know, during football season without watching the Raiders. Right. And he took me to my first baseball game at Oakland Coliseum yeah. <laughs> to watch the A's when I was about six years old. And uh, so just like, I think just watching my dad love sports so much yeah. is why I fell in love with sport, You know, played sports growing up. 
Yeah. And uh, in high school, I was uh, the editor editor in chief of my newspaper. Nice. And I loved covering sports at my <laughs> high school. That was like my favorite thing. I got to get the press pass and be on the sidelines, especially when um, our football team like went to the championships. Right. And I was just like, I wonder if people do this as a career. Yeah. <laughs> this is really naive thinking of, as a uh, kid of like, like oh, interesting. Yeah. I was like, can I do this forever? Like, um, well, so, I can't believe you can. You can. You can. You can. And people are still doing it. I mean, yeah. yeah. So sports media is very much alive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that was one option I was kind of playing with as far as like, what do I do when I go to college? Right. I'm going to go get a journalism degree. Yeah. Um, but you know, life is funny <laughs> and takes you to different directions. For sure. Uh, I wanted to go to the University of California, Santa Cruz. Mm. And I was very set on going to this university. And unfortunately, they cut their journalism program right before my freshman year mm. um but you know everything as happens for a reason right everything right. happens for a reason and just like everybody's adapting now i just adapted i was just like well that's yeah. not a big deal like i can write in any major i do that's not going to deter me from becoming a writer or whatever i want to be right um, right and uh but then that you know that like, again i as i said it took me down an environmental route and wanting yeah. to be an activist and really um make an impact in the world in that way. Nice. So I, I departed from sports for a long time, but of course I, I, I was still a fan. Yeah, I mean like you don't lose, Correct. you don't lose the, the passion for sports, you know? It's, Never, <laughs> yeah, you're going. And what I also love about sports, like the travel and going to the and sporting events, which is so right. interesting to me, right? Yeah. And then eventually, um, you know, my career path went like this. I ended up back in San Francisco, heard about the sport management program and I was like, I took it as a sign. Yeah. I was like, maybe it's time to come back to that right. original passion. Um, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people feel this in their career where they're like, I feel like I'm hitting a ceiling. Mm. Where do I go from here? Like, I'm kind of getting bored. I'm kind of feeling like I'm not being challenged or growing. Right. What action can I take? Yeah. And yeah. Um, to me, that was just like, okay, this is a clear action I can take. And I jumped head first and totally devoted my time to the classroom but also yeah. like working for sports nonprofits. i got what? a job at cal athletics yeah um and then eventually twitter but what was really cool was that i was finding that a lot of my skills even though i came from a different industry right were transferable right right like right. not like it's not one or the other it's like oh i can use this skill in this yeah, area yeah yeah so um, adapt it right to like you know whatever yeah. The industry that you're in and fine tune it, you know, and keep it, keep it as, as specific and relevant as you, as you can. And I mean, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of like remembering, like, I think like one of our first like meetings working together was like as part of San Francisco City Football Club's like game day, right? And you were like, you know, obviously interviewing like the, the, the players and the coaches, and I was doing like uh, game day operations, you know, and, and, and we had like this good old photo you know lying somewhere on the internet we're just like taking a photo from <laughs> each other we look at this now and we're like we've been growing a lot since since then it's been like you know three yeah. four years now and like probably four uh and uh, and it, it's funny to look back you know at these these moments and, and cherish these moments you know because this is also like this is our journey how that our journey began you know in a sense together yeah. it's kind of funny 
you know, looking back. It's quite, it's quite cute, if I can use that word. Yeah, I, I think it's quite cute. But well, also, I'll like, you, I'll let you use it. I'll let you use it. Yeah, let's use it. <laughs> it is nice because, like, all of that, all of that experience. I mean, you doing operations and like me doing sideline reporting. You know, of course, I don't do sideline reporting now, but like those are skills that we took and experiences that we took that actually has formed. You know the the roles we're in now but also the people we are now yeah it's just it's really cool that it, it all accumulates nothing is a waste of time i never right. believed that no 100 percent, and and i'm very like profound of like the whole everything happens for a reason and and you know utilizing the most out of the time that when you're there you know whether that's and i think a lot of people now are are sort of like what what am i gonna do uh you know it's maybe like you're doing online classes or like you know you're you have like a weird situation going on and, and and like at the end of the day you know it's sort of like up to you you know what you what you do out of it and try to make the most out of you know the situation like what can you do yeah. like building network digitally or what it might be um but but shelly uh i think i think you know we got to dive into like you know what's going on with uh in, in your uh you know tokyo journey and obviously yeah. right now you're uh, you know the live brand studio manager at twitter japan uh and i'm kind of like curious first of all like did you did you ever plan on working internationally and was japan on your radar at the time or like like how, how did that happen you know yeah I, right <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> nobody knows uh, you know you just ended up in tokyo and here we are <laughs> i think um I think to simply answer your question is no. Yeah. No. Um, but then to go back to like what we were talking about and how these little things kind of accumulate, right. I think it's really important to even when you don't know where you're headed or what what's going to happen or you just yeah. can't because you can't see that far. I mean, we're right. we're only human. It's like you just have faith. Yeah. Oh man, I you know I have no idea where this is going to lead, but I'm just going to keep doing it and keep building energy, and it's it's totally going to lead somewhere. Right. And in my journey that just happened to be, you know, with Twitter and this awesome opportunity to go and relocate to Tokyo. Yeah. Um, and of course I can play stupid and just be say like, I, I was lucky, right. um, but I really want to give myself credit and just be like, oh, you know what, I, I, I did the work. Yeah, I did the work and I positioned myself. So when this opportunity came, I could fully say yes. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And so, no, I mean, I think I had dreams of living yeah. and working abroad. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what that would look like, especially in sport. Um, and that didn't, I never thought I would end up at a company like Twitter. And but it's I, not. I remember, uh, sorry for like cutting, cutting no, in here. Worry. But I was like remembering, like we, we talked like when you were working for Twitter in, in California on one of my journeys back to, to the States um and and we were talking like you were mentioning for me like about this and i was like like how, how did how did that come up you know and like what are you gonna do you know and you're like oh my god should i leave should i like what should i do and we're gonna talk a little bit about that later too about like you know what like sometimes you just gotta like go for it you know like sometimes you're just gonna put that foot out and and take advantage of the opportunity that is ahead of you uh you know yeah. because obviously it's you know new country new challenges a lot of stuff to deal with but you know think about the learning think about the learning how much you can learn mm -hmm. and, and gain from it uh yeah. and, and i mean like no one is saying you're going to be in japan forever you know oh. maybe you will maybe maybe you oh. won't i don't know but but it's, it's part of the journey you know kind of like taking taking those chances when they're there too 
and, and make the most out of it. Um, Absolutely. I agree with that. I, I think uh, for a lot of my career, when I've made choices, it's yeah. because it's like, oh, will I learn something? Right. Yes. Okay, cool. But, uh, let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Like it's, it's always really about value, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, but um, obviously, you know, as we mentioned like several times now, uh, you know, you've been working at Twitter in California and, and Twitter in Japan. And I, I think it's like for people, maybe like wanting to work for like a global brand. I, I think it's kind of like interesting right. to like, you know, because obviously, you know, the world is so connected now and you have like, you know, hubs in, you know, maybe it's Scandinavia or like US, like uh, UK, mm -hmm. uh, Japan, like what it is, like you have these, you know, HQs and, and, and big corporation based everywhere. Right. And yeah. you know, what, it, what has been sort of the biggest difference from you, like going from California to like Japan and, do you still sort of like feel that the Twitter culture is coming true? Like mm. the one that sort of like started in Silicon Valley and in, in, in California right. when you're in right. Japan, of course. Yeah. I think um, what's really great with working at Twitter is that wherever you go, yeah. if you visit any of our offices in the world, obviously in a post COVID world, yeah. um, you get that Twitter feel. Nice. You feel like you have a home. Like we, 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 we really like, I really love everyone I work with. Like I consider it my, my family, like a work family. And so like, nice. you feel like you have another home to come to. It's yeah. very welcoming. It has, has that Twitter feel um, that's quite unique. And, but what I also love about Twitter is that it, it also adapts to the culture, the local culture. Right. And right. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, there's, I think a lot of global companies make the mistake of saying, this is our headquarters, this is our base, everyone right. follow this template um, and right. get in line. Yeah. I think there are core values that we all share globally as a company Absolutely. while also being sensitive to the, the local culture and right. kind of the values that are here and like just um, the uniqueness that each kind of market has to offer. For sure. And so, yeah, there's a balance there. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, we have it right. Yeah. But yeah. I think we know how to have the conversation. Right. And yeah. our platform reflects that as well. Right. No, for sure. I mean, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of like the one platform where you can, you know, be yourself in a sense mm -hmm. and share what you, what you want. And I think yeah. like, it's important, as you said, that the culture inside the company represents that. You know what is what is the not only the platform but like you know what the organization stands for and i think it's very important as you said uh you know talking about values core values that you know you should obviously have like some pillars some uh you know mm -hmm. foundation of like what the organization is built upon and then you know yeah. every market is different you know, like it, it's sort of like talking about you always use like this sort of like sales reference i know like a lot of people out there i'm not like a fan of like the sale sales thing but but mm -hmm. it's sort of like you know speaking with people like in norway or in us or in the uk or in japan they all have different ways of doing business yes and if you don't learn those ways it's going to be really hard for you so yes. i think it's sort of like the way of like you know with the culture as well is that uh of course like you will have like your set of skills of like how to sell but you gotta fine-tune it 
and build it based on wherever you're doing it. So, yeah. you know, because there's yeah. different metrics. I mean, like that, that's my closest analog. Uh, although I'm yeah. making a business, I, I'm not that big yet, so I can, I can do No, but I think you, I think you have a lot of global experience and that's what you, I mean, you talk to all kinds of people all the time and you, you traveled all over the world. So yeah. you, you, you had this sense already. And I think because I started in headquarters and, and went outside, yeah. it wasn't until I fully made that move that I got that perspective of like, right. Oh man, Oh no. Like think, the way we, the American way does not fit here. Yeah. You know, yeah. looking into the future, the beginner faces a choice that leads him to the triumph, or not. Being surrounded by like-minded professionals can be the best guarantee that you actually take that crucial career step. Sport in Global is a digital network for sports jobs. It gives you the chance to be involved in the sports industry no matter who you are, regardless of gender, nationality, and experience. Our AI system matches up talent with human resources Candidates who align with the company's values and needs immediately get shortlisted. It saves time for HR and increases the opportunities available to applicants. The platform identifies tailor-made recommendations based on user needs, so you're always aware of the possibilities out there right now. SportIn Global is a place where students gain key tips about jobs and build the valuable connections that are essential for people at the beginning of their career path. The path from candidate to champion starts with a single step in the right direction. Sign up to Sport in Global. Sport in Global, the best way to enter the sports industry. I mean, Japan and America, if you do any culture mapping, they're quite on the opposite right. end of the spectrum in, in many ways. Yeah. And so it forced me to learn a lot. Absolutely. And it forced me to adapt the way I communicate, yeah. adapt the way I um, like do strategy, how I run my team. Um, it's right. just there's a, there's a lot of things that you have to consider when you're just communicating as well. So it's it's a whole lot of learning. It's very <laughs> interesting though. Yeah, I mean, like that, that's the cool part of being internationally, right? It's sort of like mm. that adapting to a new culture and the way of doing things. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, what do you, what has been sort of like your, the biggest difference that you've been seeing? And you've been talking a little bit about sort of like, you know, comparing the, the US mm -hmm. and the, 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 the Japanese culture, but like, is there anything else that were like, when you got through, you're like, wow, didn't, didn't expect that, you know? Oh my God, so many. I mean, it's been two years now, so sometimes it's hard for me yeah, to so go so back. Now you have oh, so much. <laughs> what were those things that were really yeah. shocking to me when I moved here? Right. But like, I, I think a big, a huge difference, especially, I mean, work and outside of work is like, uh, Japanese people are very indirect when they communicate. Right. Americans, we're like, we're pretty uh, explicit in our communication and that comes with a lot of years of having a, like a huge immigrant population and like yeah. having this common language that we use English right. and having to communicate with each other in right. Japan because there's such a there's such an ancient culture right. I mean they have this language and there's a lot of um, high context mm. that as a foreigner is just really hard to plug into because you don't have that experience being right. a native Japanese person yeah and so sometimes just like communication can be 
Right. All, <laughs> all the place. But even within the Japanese culture, I've even heard between Japanese people, people yeah. can mis miscommunicate because you're just inter you're kind of interpreting what they're yeah. saying. Right. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. Like you'll never hear a direct no from a Japanese person, probably. Hmm, They'll probably just keep not keep saying yes, even though they mean no. So that's really confusing for an wow. American. You're like, All right. Well, that's. Wait. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> did you really mean yes, or was it like, yeah, like yeah. Or, yes, but no? Yes. Yeah, so uh, you gotta <laughs> have a lot of patience um, and try to read. They they call it reading the air. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of need to read in between the lines. Like, what did they actually? Right. <laughs> a lot of thinking, though. I, I like this is. I feel like in 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 Tokyo and Japan, you need like a lot of emotional intelligence skills. <laughs> Absolutely, you definitely have to feel the room. Right. No, but it, I mean, like, it, it is important in general, and I think, like, um, you know, it's it, it's sort of like this way of, you know, uh, learning their ways, and then, of course, understanding, mm -hmm. like, what does that mean, right? And then it's like a fine balance, but I think as as we all, uh, you know, are so connected to each other somehow or another, it, it kind of, like, we are more open to understand, I think, and we have to like also be be open to start helping each other and like guide each, guide each other, you know, a little bit. You know, it's yeah. not easy, you know, coming over to wherever it is and and like learning the ropes. It's gonna take a little bit of time, you know, to get get there. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be patience, but it's gonna be be yeah. worth it. I think, you know, for for you as well, Shelly, it's been worth yeah. spending the, the the two years and and more to come you know and and so far um yeah and, and i was thinking like you know obviously right now like what has been sort of like your um you know wh what has been your focus and key responsibilities since you came to japan like obviously for twitter and yeah. how has how has the current situation sort of like impacted your your work you know today and what are some of the challenges that you're facing right now yeah so so i'm on the essentially you could think of my team as the live video team we were created yeah. when the nfl thursday night football deal happened with twitter and we, they were right. streaming thursday night football games nice. on the platform which was it, like unprecedented right we were learning this in class during yeah. our master's yeah. program um and so basically my main responsibilities and they haven't really changed so much is like working with our twitter's top partners and clients yeah. to help them execute their live stream onto the Twitter platform. So that can look like technical consultation, that can be teaching them our products and our tools. Yep. Um, that can also be like monitoring and supporting their live stream because live streaming is just like any other production, where, right. whether we're talking about television broadcasts or whatnot, radio production. Yep. So it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of preparation yeah. <laughs> and testing. <laughs> For sure. So that hasn't changed so much, but the, the moving to Japan was really quite exciting because I was expanding that team to the Asia, Asia region. Right. And so bringing this like support team that's based in Tokyo, but we support all of Asia from yeah. Australia to India to Korea right. and Singapore. Um, so that's right. also been a huge learning. I mean, working with all those different cultures yeah. and people have been really exciting. And um, yeah, we, so we continue, we continue to do that and how the pandemic has impacted us, yep. you know, to 
like we, I think we were one of the lucky businesses where because it's live stream, it's virtual. Yeah. A lot of in-person events were being canceled. Yeah. And so we had a lot of partners and clients coming to us nice. um, to stream their events um, yeah. that were canceled. So that's been an extra challenge. I think in some ways we've been getting more business than, than normal, yeah. but also a lot of creativity has come out of it. You know, like right. you have sports properties that are also streaming their games, um, not only on Twitter, but the other platforms. Right. Um, but where, where Twitter is like unique is that we've become like, you know, Twitter has always been the place for a conversation of what's happening in the world now yeah. and for sports that isn't different. It's like, we're taking, because fans can't be in the stadium, we're taking those fans and making the virtual stadium Twitter where people, right. the chatter is still happening. The, you know, the boos and the, the yahoos are happening, you know, it's so right. interesting to see all of that unfold. It's happening live. just digitally. Yeah. <laughs> just digitally. And, you know, Twitter's a place to have the, that kind of conversation and engagement. Right. And so that, you know, luckily it's been a positive impact. And so it's been opening a lot of opportunity yeah. for my team and personally for my role to kind of expand and get more creative yeah and, and yeah. as we talked about before as well like you know sometimes you need a crisis in order to nurture innovation and to make innovation to happen and how, how are you kind of like been feeling on on that a little bit on from your side like maybe also personally you know kind of like just utilizing this time to being more creative and innovative in your in your day yeah i think um the fact that life has kind of slowed down has just given me more mental space and like yeah. time right. to kind of think about what do I, what do I want? Um, right. Where do, you know, where do I see my life in the future? Who do I want to be? What, what values do I want to cultivate? Right. Um, what relationships do I want to build? So, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, there's always a million things you can be doing, but like really coming back to like, how do you nourish this and how do you, get uh the rest you need or whatever the creative juices you need yeah. to feel good yeah um because obviously it's a stressful time and it's, it's sometimes it's really hard to work right now um it is and, for sure yeah and i think yeah. you're right you know in terms of um you know we're living in such a hectic life and hectic days and like things the time are flying by so fast and we're like talking about how many years is it, was it since we started the program? You know, it's been, it's been already like four, four or five years. Four years, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, like it's, it's gone so fast and we're like, you lose a lot on, on sort of like on the way because you're so focused on like what is happening, you know, the next day and the next mm. day and the future, right? And as you said, like utilizing the time now to like breed, you know, like take a step back and, and just like, like what 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 did I want to do you know what is my role in this and like how can I get involved like what do I want to achieve like both personally and and yeah. you know whatever that might be and I think you're very right on like of course as I said there's many things you can do in keeping yourself busy but maybe this is the chance to like look at yourself you know work on yourself and figuring out what you want what you stand for and what is important for you totally and some you know and sometimes maybe for some people those questions are a little too big so it's yeah. like think about what don't you like like what about your life don't you like right now or right. about your job and taking note of that okay like i could do a little less of that in the future a little more of this in the future i really like the people aspect of you know working in this role i want yeah. to work with more people in this way um like 
yeah, like understanding yourself. We talked about emotional intelligence. Self-awareness is a part right. of that. Yeah. Of like, you are, you are a human in this world and you have something to contribute. We all have skills. Um, but like, what is, what is that unique value add that you can bring? Yeah. Um, and that, that makes you happy, right? Right. And that, that's the yeah. most important thing, that you're happy, yeah. that you're following mm -hmm. whatever you're passionate about and you're, you're, you want to like contribute with. And, th and that can change too, you know, it will change and it's part of like your journey and, yeah. you know, take it as it is. And sort of like, you know, we're, we're starting to come to, a, to an end here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was thinking like, you know, like obviously, you know, both of us have sort of like, you know, been, been internationally, uh, whether studying or working. And mm -hmm. I was thinking like from your side, like what, what kind of tips do you have for, for any student that are sort of like, you know, maybe curious, you know, about mm -hmm. working or studying abroad. Maybe, maybe it's a little bit, you know, challenging right now but but i mean like it's it's still possible in a sense of like maybe doing them virtually and like being part of that international environment but what what kind yeah. of tips do you, do you have for those that are like maybe i should do that maybe i i want to do that you know yeah well first of all yes like follow that that feeling <laughs> um it's only i mean i think it's so important to kind of get out of your own worldview yeah. no matter what that is and to understand how other people live, how other people think, how other people work. Um, so yeah, follow that curiosity, whether that's just, you know, kind of doing your own research and reading books or articles on that type of culture or that country, or um, maybe I learn a lot through learning the language. So I'm learning Japanese right now. Yeah. And then so I'm connecting with a lot of Japanese natives and there's a, a lot of virtual kind of language tutoring you can do. Yeah. Um, and just connecting with somebody on that other side of the world, right? having a conversation with them and just kind of under, oh, like, how do you live? Like, what is your apartment like? Like right. what food do you eat? Um, is, is it now we get a tour of your man. apartment? No, I'm just kidding. What was that? Is it now we get a tour of your apartment? Right, right, right. This is kind of it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo apartments are quite small. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, yeah, do, you know, just follow that curiosity and make those connections because the, the beauty of this time is that you can virtually connect with anybody in the world. Right. Um, right. And so when the time does come or the opportunity does come where you could physically go there, right. you have, you kind of, you've laid the foundation for yourself. Yeah, it's, it's a good yeah. advice, I think, and, and being, being like curious about, you know, whatever and exploring more opportunities. Like I always said, like, originally like back in the day before I went to the U.S. and everything like I, I was really planning to study or like work in the U.K. like that was like mm. my, my plan so I, yeah. I never even thought about like going to the U.S. <laughs> to be fair and right. then I, I was like found USF and I was like this seems great you know this seems like a yeah. great program and it's mm. changed my life you know like I started my own business I met you know great people like Shelly and others mm -hmm. and you know we're we went to South Africa together okay. as part of the program too. So like what I think like, you know, from my side of like some tips is that, uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, sometimes you just got to go for it and mm -hmm. you're going to try and, and learn as you go. And I think you will benefit way more than you think maybe you would uh, because it's just like so much that you can learn both from like, personally standpoint like like professionally or what it might be on your journey and what you want to achieve but the first thing is to take that step whether that's you know going to like 
you know, a, a new city or like a new country or what it might be or a new job or a new, new industry. There's so much to learn, mm -hmm. from it, but you got to mm -hmm. take that first step. Totally. That's, and like, have, again, bringing it back to like, have faith, yeah. have, have faith that you can do it. Like, it might be super scary, but trust me, you will survive. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You will figure it out. <laughs> well, you'll figure it out and you will, you will use the people around you, you know, to help guide you, use the people that, it's important. You know, and we're so, so globally right now, you know, there's, the, 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 there's a way of like, as Shelly said too, like she's learning the language, there are people like she can speak with, uh, you know, obviously you're there, but it's like, you have those online courses, classes, and, and, and take advantage of that, you know, and try mm -hmm. to like, okay, what's their interesting speaker, maybe try reaching out to them, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. getting their perspective, learning, you know, their story, their journey. And, mm -hmm. and I think like at the, at the end here, um, I think maybe like there's a lot of people here that, especially in these days, you know, where, where tech companies are really like on the boom, you know, you can see like Zoom, you know, obviously Twitter and, and, and all these are already doing well, like Twitch and, and others, especially mm -hmm. in these times too. And, and I, I think like, what, what kind of tips do you have in terms of like, how do you get noticed by like these tech companies working with sports? Because obviously we want to keep it within the, within the sports field. Yeah. But, but like what kind of skill set? And of course, like I understand there's different departments and all this stuff, but sure, sure. are there are like some common threads, you know, that people should like, you know, try to be aware of? I think like you said this before we started recording, but like foundation is people. Yeah. I think first and foremost, when it comes to our recruiting, we are looking for people who have the same values as us. Right. Um, so do your homework on the company that you're kind of interested in and really understand their culture um, and the values that they they exude. Um, you know, stock people online because we can do that. You can go on people's Twitter profiles <laughs> of jobs that you're interested in and just right. see what kind of personalities they have and kind of like how they communicate to the world. Um, right. And yeah, somebody who's really good at connecting with people because if you're thinking about, let's say like a sport partnership role at yeah. Twitter, yeah. You are connecting with people every day, not only externally, but internally. Right. And so you need to know how to, how to collaborate uh, cross-functionally. You need to know how to talk to people who may not come from not only your culture, like we were talking about earlier, but maybe yeah. like your function culture, you know, right. finance people, engineers, yeah. they all talk differently than sales people. language. Right? You need to know <laughs> how to translate, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I would say for me, it's, it's, you know, I would want to be able to grab a beer with that person and right. like, feel like I trust them yeah. to do the work. Cause a lot of um, these tech companies need you to run and they need you to run fast yeah. and they need you to get the job done. However that looks like. Yeah. Um, and so you got, yeah, people got to like you, people got to trust you. You got to be a good communicator. Yeah. And I think that'll translate in most, you know, most kind of sports roles. You might 100%, be looking. and it's, it's a fast-paced industry, you know, so, mm. and as you yeah. said, I mean, like, we talked already a little bit today about the culture, uh, the importance of culture, the foundation, and I think, like, for any young professional out there, whether that's working for a tech company, like, within the sports side or, or whatever it is, um, you know, I think first step is, like, looking at your values and, like, understanding what you stand for, and then, try to like you know i mean like that's obviously why we started sporting global too to help you find organization that align with your values so you mm -hmm. can kind of like you know 
uh, help find where you can provide the most value and where you fit in. Because as Shell, I talked about, like, you know, it's about people. It's about being part of that culture that Twitter stands for. And you got to understand yourself first and then more easily than I think you would be more able to find those companies that you align with and what you stand for. And then that is very important. And this is why we exist to help you on that. You know, so you're not alone. You're not alone, you know? Yeah, you're not. You're not. And like, think about how to show your value as well. Yeah. You know, your, your CV is one thing, like your, your previous roles are one thing, but really showing how you, you uh, lived those values. Absolutely. Really well, Shelly, uh, I would like to thank you so much for taking the, the time. It's been a pleasure having you part of the podcast. Uh, I mean, like we could probably keep going for a oh, long time. Yeah. We, we both personal stories, but I think we save some of those for uh, behind yeah, the scenes. Uh, Maybe but, virtual uh, happy hour someday. <laughs> virtual happy hour. That sounds like a good plan. I'm, yeah. I'm up for it. <laughs> so, so Shelly, I, I will once again, thank you so much for the time. And with every video, whatever we make, we always finish with Visnakis, which means see you later in Norwegian. Visnakis? Yeah, there you go. Right? Well done. Ah, that's, that's, that's super. Well done. <laughs> <laughs>